Welcome to the Alex Cast for Thursday, January 26th. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some uh, questions that Lynn actually had offline about how solar panel generation uh, works uh, on our house. Uh, apparently this has been a question that comes up uh, in a lot of conversations that she has with uh, various people and there's some cool misconceptions that we might want to clear out of the way for the way that the solar panels in uh, residential and maybe even commercial areas work. Um, so just to, so everyone knows uh, about our situation in the house that we live in, uh, we've had solar panels in the house since I think approximately 2015. So the solar panels are on the, the back uh, part of our house, uh, kind of angle uh, on the angle of the, the house that um, best hits the sun uh, and it as it uh, moves throughout the sky. Um, so the way that solar panels, of course, work is that they collect uh, the rays of, of sun that are being shown down on them every day and turn that into power. Uh, pretty straightforward uh, proposition there. Um, interesting things to remember about solar panels in any installation. Um, they will <clears throat> different, they'll uh, uh, produce a different level of power based on the time of day, you know, how uh, direct the sunlight is. Um, and a day like today when there was some snow and there's probably still some snow on the panels themselves that, uh, of course, uh, drastically reduces the amount of power that they're generating uh, because they're being covered. Uh, one thing that's sort of counterintuitive is that uh, solar panels do uh, and photo photovoltaic cells do produce more power uh, in colder weather. So the colder the, the temperature, the more capacity or the more output that they will generate. Um, in the inverse being the hotter it is, uh, the, the less energy they'll generate uh, given the same um, input. So this has a curious effect in the summers uh, when the days are longer. Uh, there are some days in the winter that we can actually produce more power despite uh, the shorter sun uh, daylight uh, range than in the, the summer when the days are longer and the intensity and the angle of the sun shining on the panels themselves is actually uh, better. Um, so it's something that's um, sort of like the light roast, dark roast uh, misconception a lot of people have for coffee. Uh, there's a kind of backwards uh, relationship that uh, heat has on the solar generation itself. So when it comes to actually uh, powering a house or uh, generating energy, uh, one of the other common misconceptions that people have, especially about our situation and anyone with residential solar, is that you don't, you're not actually powering um, a house with the solar uh, directly. You're sort of doing it indirectly. And uh, this is a system that every utility in the US uh, in, in the world has, uh, which is a, a net metering um, system. Um, and every, every utility and every state's net metering system will be a little bit different, though they kind of fall into a couple of broad buckets. So um, net metering is basically a system that all the utilities have where they um, somehow record the amount of energy that the uh, panel is generating and compare it to the amount of energy that you're using from the grid and do basically a delta or a difference between uh, those two numbers. Um, and the different types of net metering that are out there is either uh, straight net metering, uh, feed-in tariff, or net purchase and sale, or aggregate net metering, uh, or in community solar. And these are a couple of different um, systems. Um, and the, the net effect for any of these systems is that you are not, unless you're completely disconnected from the grid or you have a battery system installed in your house, uh, in, the, in our case, for example, um, we are just having our uh, power generation meter or netted out with our energy consumption uh, at the end of every month. And if we use more energy as um, compared to what we consume, um, then we obviously pay the balance. But if we uh, feed in more energy than we uh, consume to the grid, 
then uh, we get a credit for that month, which carries over for a certain number of months. Uh, and this is the way that ComEd, at least in the Illinois, works. So we don't have to have sun actually shining onto our panels to still continue to get power. We are not severed from ComEd's uh, power generation uh, to our house, but we do have that kind of number um, <clears throat> measured every month and uh, kind of uh, at the end of the month when they they settle up on the bill and show you the, the facts and figures on, on the, the uh, energy bill, um, we get that, um, you know, the money exchanged uh, that way. Um, so there's no requirement for our house and indeed anyone uh, in the U.S., regardless of your utility, to be completely disconnected from the grid or to have your, uh, your energy panel, your solar panels, be feeding um, your house in order for it to actually function. Um, now, all the, all the utilities have uh, systems now in place where they can measure the inflow versus the outflow of your, your uh, home um, energy system and uh, use that in order to figure out what they should bill you. And so the differences for the different types of net metering come down to uh, how, the, uh, how the, the, the utility actually pays you for that generation. So a straight net metering agreement like the one that we have is just a straight, like you buy your power at a certain rate and you sell it back at the same rate. So in, in our system right now, uh, if, they, if a comment was to buy, uh, was to, to sell us uh, power at say 10 cents a kilowatt hour, which I think is about what the standard rate is right now, it's between seven and 10 cents. Um, that means that for every kilowatt hour that we generate, we get back a credit for the exact same amount uh, that we would be buying it at. Um, and that's a straight net meeting agreement. That's the best one you can possibly get. Um, it's it's the, the, the uh, best best possible system that you can put in place if, if a um, utility is kind of incentivized to support that. Uh, there's also a feed-in tariff system, which uh, in, in this uh, system, there's actually two meters on your house one that, that uh, measures the amount of energy you're using and one that measures the amount of energy that you're generating. And with those two um, pieces of, of information, uh, the utility can um, basically buy uh, power from you at a certain rate and sell and you sell it, uh, or you, you use energy from them at a different rate. Um, and there's different reasons why this might be the case. Um, sometimes uh, like in California, uh, especially, uh, you you would buy your power at the market rate, but you would sell it back to the uh, to the um, to the utility at a wholesale rate, which is sort of a, a bad trade in some respects. So, if you were say buying power from your utility at say ten cents a kilowatt hour, but the wholesale rate for energy was say five cents a kilowatt hour, then even if you were feeding back, um, you fed back the same amount of energy over the course of a day that you used there's a potential for you not to make back every dollar that you, you, you uh, generated for the utility because you were selling your energy back to them at a lower rate and you don't really get much choice over this. Uh, California is sort of, um, is because there are so many homes with, uh, with uh, energy um, or, or solar panels on them, um, they have a more of an incentive to, to um, you know, handle all of that additional energy coming back and it generates a lower wholesale rate uh, at peak times of the day when the, the panels are really generating um, a lot of uh, energy. Um, so right now, at least like I was saying in ComEd, with ComEd in Illinois, the net metering agreement that we have is really the best that you can possibly get because we, we get back every dollar that we, we spend whenever we generate power. Um, and uh, there's, there's another kind of offshoot to this, which is like a net purchase uh, and sale kind of system where um, you do effectively the same thing. You have two different meters, one for the generation, one for the usage. 
um, and they um, they bill it using a weird little uh, algorithm that's like about avoided cost sorts of things. Um, so we'll have some links in the show notes to see the different types that are out there and um, some information about uh, how each state's uh, energy system actually works. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting to see, uh, once again, uh, energy uh, consumption and power generation and things uh, is all something that is different from state to state basis, depending on the way that the utility structures are set up. Um, there's also another system that we're actually part of here uh, in our house, which is a net meter, an aggregate or um, community solar system. Um, and this is something that's kind of neat that um, we are not actually, uh, we, we also, in addition to our solar panels, are part of a community solar program, which is basically a system in which a company sets up some solar panels and in order to finance the ongoing cost of it, um, they, uh, they reach out to uh, individual uh, consumers that want to um, take part in that community solar grid and in exchange for taking part of it, uh, whatever power that uh, community solar generates, um, we get a cut of whatever whatever savings that they have. Uh, so if they generated, say, um, 100 kilowatt hours in a month and we had a small percentage of that, um, and we, we paid them uh, 20% or they, they gave us a, a discount of 20% on their rate. So we would, uh, let's say they, they generated $100 worth of, of credits, um, we would get $100 of credits on our uh, our, our, um, our bill, but we would pay them um, 80% for that. And we would get a 20% discount on, on the generation. So we basically would get $20 uh, back from that. Um, so the community solar system is like basically a bunch of people sign up to, to put in place um, a solar field, a solar fleet for uh, power generation. And you have to have a bunch of people sign up to uh, help fund the ongoing cost of it. And you, in exchange, you get a discount uh, for that, those solar credits that you're you're generating, um, so you still make money on it, but you don't make like 100% of what you're feeding back into the grid. You make just in, in our case 20%, um, and uh, that's just an interesting way to do it. So, um, like I said, common misconception about solar panels and in any residential installation, you know, unless you uh, do sever yourself from the grid, there is no requirement that um, uh, that you're actually feeding uh, all your, your your energy back into the house in order to make the you know, things in the house work. Um, and that's uh, something that um, is is uh, pretty easy to dispel as a myth, um, but also pretty cool that like this is a system that the utilities have set up, especially the ones that support the straight net metering agreement um, where you can just feed back whatever you, you get in. Um, and it kind of means that like in some months in the summer with uh, some of the different credits and things that we have and plus the hourly pricing system that we're on, um, we can basically come away with a power bill that's like less than $10. In some cases, it's almost close to zero because you have a standard customer charge in there stuff too. So um, interesting stuff. Um, we can talk more about uh, some kind of power generation uh, mechanics by a state by state too. Um, but uh, like I said, uh, there are links in the show notes. Check those out for some interesting reading. Um, and once again, a reminder that you can uh, record a voice feedback in the uh, link in the show notes. Uh, make sure to do that uh, for playback on Monday. And tomorrow we'll be back with uh, some economics we can review. Had some good reports out today on GDP reading. So looking forward to talking about that. Uh, so in the cat report today, um, no Sammy visits once again. I have no idea where that floof chunk is. Uh, we got a few visits from Stitch. Um, in, in one case, uh, I was able to grab uh, the cat and uh, do some head rubs and there was some purring. Um, so that was a fun uh, sort of uh, breath of, uh, of Stitch uh, throughout uh, the course of the day. Um, and there was several visits from the orange. Um, he slept in various spots throughout the day, once in the sunroom. Uh, it's also slept by my feet for about four hours, which was different. 
And uh, he also happened to vomit a few times in the sunroom too. So um, the, the orange has been vomiting a bit lately, which I'm sure everyone really wants to know. Um, so, yep, welcome to that. Uh, we will catch you back here tomorrow um, to talk about the economic weekend review. Catch you then.